Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verses 15. The Bible says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all the long suffering for a pardon to them who should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting now and to the king eternal immortal invisible the only wise god be honor and glory forever and ever somebody say amen, amen. now paul is talking to timothy he's bringing a very fundamental uh, picture later that is beneficial to us as believers probably deeper than many of us can ever think in those few verses written there. And this is Paul speaking to his spiritual son. This is a man who has walked with God all through from the day he's transitioned and converted from Judaism to the faith. And the name is changed from Saul to what? Paul and God walks through him in Damascus on appearance after the opening of his eyes by one Ananias. In fact, the literal name Ananias, Kanania, means one which has seen grace. That was the first face that Paul sees when his eyes are open. Now, immediately the Bible says he's gone on teaching. That Jesus Christ is what? His Lord. He's separated into Arabia for three years. It takes Paul about 13 years to his commissioning in Acts 13 for his first missionary journey. But all of those 13 years were sort of years of preparation. The 10 and the 3. And there's a big teaching there when you study the number 10 and what it implies and the number 3 and what it implies and why there are really 13 years uh, from the time he begins his missionary journey, the first missionary journey as recorded in scripture, albeit he had been walking with God all of those years and there was a preparation phase for the man of God. Now he has preached the gospel. He's walked the walk, done everything right and then towards the end, he calls his son, he's telling Timothy, this is a faithful what saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ died or came to save sinners of whom I am chief. And then he goes ahead to say, and because of that, how be it I obtained mercy 
that in me, firstly, the long-suffering of God would be shown forth as a pattern of them who should believe after. What is Paul meaning here? Paul is saying, if you want to understand the pattern of long-suffering with God, look at the things that God had to stand up with me as soul into Paul to bring salvation to my house. You understand what I'm saying? Paul says, I was like a pattern to them who should uh, hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. He said, I did everything wrong before I met this man. He says, I was a chief sinner. Why? Because not only was he a sinner, but the Bible says he even persecuted the church of Jesus Christ and wasted it. Do you know what it means to persecute and waste? It means that there was not a hesitation with him to kill if he had to. Wasting means not only was he there at the killing or was he able to kill or kill in his heart, but also wasting means that he spoke evil of, he was arced with, with the thought of the church then that had believed on Jesus Christ. He fought against, he had set himself as one of the most bitter, judistic uh, scholars of his time against the church. And on his way to Damascus, you see he's the one leading the pack to show them, look, we are going to kill you if we have to. We're going to slaughter you if we have to. And he is proud of what he did. Of course, there are many lives that were killed at his watch, including the death of who? Stephanus, right? So he's saying, if you're talking of sinning, I, Paul, sinned. But he says, I'm a pattern of them that should believe after because of the evident grace and long-suffering that God sent towards me, that even in spite of the fact that I persecuted the church, I wasted it, I fought men, witnessed the deaths of many, perhaps even killed, perhaps destroyed this and that, still the eye of God was there to set this man apart for the work of the gospel. Paul is proof that there is nobody God cannot use. Somebody shout hallelujah. He's the pattern that tells you that it doesn't matter how bad a man can be. God can change that man, that woman around, and use them to the glory of his name and expansion of his kingdom. Somebody shout amen. So Paul tells you, you can never be so bad to be used by God. You can never be too wicked for God to throw you away. That even the most wicked, most terrorizing, most, you know, for example, you know terrorists? These guys who go bombing people. If Bin Laden had an opportunity to meet a Christian and God would speak through this Christian, he would tell Bin Laden, God wants to use you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because God will use anybody. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter your history. God can use and will use anybody. Paul is telling them, I am living proof. I'm the pattern of them that should believe that if there were bad men, Paul was a bad man. Praise God. But God anointed that man, separated him, and entrusted him with the New Testament foundation of the church of all men. Paul! Why not the good guy, James? Who was the brother of Jesus? 
who was always good at home. He does everything right because God will choose anybody. So Paul tells us, I was a pattern of them that should believe after. But most importantly, the Bible says this is one of the most faithful sayings. There are about four of them, I think, in Scripture, or five. And all of them have their own revelation in the heart and mind pertaining God. Now, today I want to teach about the faithfulness of God toward the sinner. I don't want to talk about the faithfulness of God toward uh, the righteous, but let me also talk about the faithfulness of God toward the sinner. Because it's automatic for him to be faithful toward the righteous. It's almost easy to say, you know what? You know why God is faithful, that person? You know, they've done everything right. You understand what I'm saying? But I want to talk about the faithfulness of God toward the sinner. Toward the sinner. Toward our weakness. God is faithful. Tell your neighbor, God is faithful. And the literal word there for faithful means he still sticks to the word and promise and commitment he has made in spite of your foolishness. Do you understand what I'm saying? If he says, I will use you, you act all your movies, he will still use you. He will do his part. Are you hearing me? He will work through you and make sure that he fulfills what he promised in your life. Somebody shout amen. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4, he says, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. Now, I want us to understand what this grace is. He continues to say that in everything, he says, ye are enriched by him. You see what grace does? And in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony the Bible says of Christ was confirmed in you so that you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says who shall what? Confirm you. The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall confirm you? Who shall confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the Bible says God is what? Faithful, who by whom you were called and to the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. That's the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God is to the end that he will confirm you unto the end that you might be blameless on the day of our Lord. God looks to make sure that regardless, towards the end, there is a way he's going to make everything out and you'll find yourself straight. You'll find yourself standing without weakness. Without weakness. And this is called the faithfulness of God. Some Christians don't know what Jesus did. And the consequence of what was done at the cross. You should never live any day, if you're a believer, you should never live any day worried that you're not going to heaven. Don't ever think about it. Don't ever imagine it. You should never worry as a believer that you'll end badly. Oh, but what of those believers who we see evidently have ended badly? They did not know what you know. The Bible says my people perish for a what? 
for a lack of knowledge. Now you know. Now you know. Now you know. He says, wisdom and knowledge shall be what? The stability of their times and the what? And the strength of their salvation. Our salvation is strengthened through the wisdom and knowledge that we have in Christ. There are many people, of course, who have not had a wonderful life in the Christian faith. Not because God didn't love them. Not because his faithfulness has failed or that his promises have ceased. But because they did not know just how much was available for them through Christ. That is why when we are preaching, the Bible says we want to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Every time you hear, every time you come to service, your eyes are opening to the things that God has freely given you by Christ. To the things that are for you and a year and a man in Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now here he's telling us, look, when we're talking about the faithfulness of God toward you, he's equipping you in all utterance that you come short in no gift, that the grace of God operating on your life fulfills everything God has ordained you to do. But as he's doing that, the Bible says he wants to confirm you unto the end. Somebody shout hallelujah. He wants to do all of these wonderful things in your life, but while he's doing those things, he wants to confirm you unto the end. God didn't want to use you and dump you. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. That's what the devil does. He's not a loyal master. Whoever worships him, the end is destruction. Somebody shout hallelujah. But our God is faithful. He wants to anoint, use you, establish you, work through you, pour some things that are working through you, quicken you, strengthen you, uphold you, do everything that must be done. And then after the Bible says, but I look toward your end that I might confirm you to the end that you might be blameless on the day of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that is the faithfulness of God. God wants you to finish well. When the Bible says he will confirm you to the end, it doesn't mean you're going to live right physically to the end. It doesn't mean that he's saying that you're going to do everything right from the day you've had these things. But he's saying, I'm going to walk through you, deal with everything that comes your way. Your weaknesses will not live long. I'll deal with them in your body. I'll deal with the issues of your soul. I'll deal with the weaknesses of your mind. I'll deal with the weaknesses of your flesh. And as long as you're progressively walking in the truth, you will start to see your life changing and changing and changing and changing and changing and changing and changing. Are you hearing me? Yes, people might speak about you. Yes, people might hate you. Yes, people might judge you. But I am your confirmer. Are you hearing me? At every step of the way, he will say, you are my righteousness. You are my righteousness. You are my glory. You are my seed. You are my child. I love you. I am for you. I'll never be against you. I am walking through you and for you both to will 
and to do according to my good pleasure. I began this good work in you. I'll see to accomplishment to my day. I am the author and the finisher of your faith. I am the beginning and I am the end. Yes, I know you might be in a situation where you even don't understand yourself. But don't worry. I am looking to the confirming of you toward the end. That on that day, you'll stand before me. And I will say, you are blameless. Why? Because I, God, am faith. Now, if you don't clap for that, I don't know what you'll clap for. Somebody shout hallelujah. Slap yourself and say, God, you are faithful. It's the faithfulness of God. You know why I teach this? Because we have a way sometimes of intercepting God's work in people and then pronounce their end when God is still working on their lives. Do you know that? Christianity has a way of writing off people very quickly. Ah, that one, mm -mm, that one, she's gone. Yeah, that one is gone. It's human nature at least fallen human nature, or in the Christian, the carnal part that has refused to give in fully to the heart of God. But this we see fully in the world outside. That every time a man goes up, a woman goes up, somebody is exalted, men look for human weakness. You understand? At every level of life. Because there's a way Satan cannot reconcile greatness in human flesh. It has failed to enter Satan's head. He has tried. Lucifer, every time he sees that, he sees that they are possessing free what he was fighting to get and fell for. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. He wanted to be like God. We are one with God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, when he looks at you, he admires you. The way you are. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, he will always live to point on you. Uh-huh, okay. If you think you're righteous, what about this? If you think you're good, what about this? If you think you're good, what about this? Why is he pointing at that? Because he knows who you are in God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, human beings are like that. Human beings are like that. If you're a nobody, nobody will even look for you. You, you know that? But when something starts to get a notice of you, <laughs> somebody shout hallelujah. In fact, in the message version, the Bible says that do not, you know, lose peace and fret over being attacked and what. No, he says that it is the glory of God that brought you to the notice of others. Some of you, there was a time they didn't even know your name. Do you know that? There was a time you'd even pass and they asked, did somebody pass? I said, no, no, it was a shadow. 
It was a shadow, it wasn't him. Are you sure it wasn't? No, 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 it's a shadow. It was something, it was a cat. Understand what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? But God has a way of exposing you even when you don't want to because you are the light of this world and the rest of the world dwells in darkness. You cannot listen to this message and you don't attract a certain attention. You will be attended to. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. One of my own brought me an article and they had written very wonderful things about her on BBC. Now I said, now, this girl from Kitkum, what is she doing on BBC? But you see, it is who we are. It is just who we are. Somebody shout hallelujah. God will always place you in places where men must recognize what is upon you. That is why if you're in this room and you feel that you are hid, there is a grace of God right now that is unveiling your name, that is unveiling your identity, that is unveiling your gift, that is unveiling your potential, that is unveiling your creations, that is unveiling everything. There is something. Now, you can receive it or you can just stay watching. But somebody has taken it. Somebody shout amen. And that I speak as a man of God. Some of you cannot hide any longer. Uh -uh. No, you can't. You have had too much to be hidden. Somebody shout hallelujah. You're shining so bright to be hidden. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout amen. You can't be hid. Now just look into your soul right now. Close your eyes. Look into your soul. Okay, envision yourself looking at it. Talk to it, tell it you can't be hid. Talk to it. Talk to your soul. Talk to it. Talk to it, you can't be hid. You can't be hid. Tell it. You cannot be hid. God is working through you. Men will know. Tell yourself, tell your spirit that you cannot be hid. You cannot be hid. You cannot be hid. You cannot be hid. Hasn't the Lord said that I have made you a wonder? How can we be healed? How can we be healed? How can you be healed? How? You can't be healed. 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 You can't walk this life a normal man. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. The greatest men the world has ever seen were born normal men. But there is something that happened on their lives. Somebody shout hallelujah. There is something that happened on their lives. Somebody shout amen. Tell your neighbor we cannot be here. You cannot be here. You cannot be here. You cannot be here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can't be here.
You can't be healed. You can't. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. You can't. You can't. The Bible says you're the light of the world. You are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now listen. And on top of that, the Lord says that I have a mind to confirm you to the end. I have an intention to make sure that when this thing shines on you, I stay confirming you until the end. God is not the God who will light you up and then you die an average man. No, that is not God. He lit you up that you stay what? Shining. He says the path of the just shines brighter and brighter. He said the longer they live, the brighter they shine. If you're living for 100 years, you'll shine brighter for 100 years. If you're living for 90, the longer you live, the brighter you work, you shine. It means every morning, there is an increase of the glory of God that engulfs your life in spite of what people think about you. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says he shall confirm you to that day. And the Bible says he is faithful. First Corinthians chapter 10 verses 13 he says there has no temptation that has befallen you or that has taken you but such that is common to man he's saying everything that hits you it has hit somebody at any level you're not the new one who has messed up that way whatever you're dealing with has hit somebody at one level. But the Bible says, but God is faithful. Again, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able? It means that whatever attacks you, you're stronger than. Somebody shout hallelujah. I repeat again. Whatever attacks you, you're stronger than. Your weakness is your greatest strength. He says he will not tempt you beyond that which you are able. But the Bible says he will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you might be able to bear it. That means whatever comes your way, you can handle. You can handle. Now, how can you fail? When whatever is attacking you is already under you it's already under you. You have already defeated it by Christ. How can you fail? Somebody shout amen. You can't fail. Why? Because you've already defeated it. The Bible says you will not tempt you beyond that which you're able. But apostle, I have this problem. You're bigger than it already. I have a drug issue. You're bigger than it already. There was a young man. He came in one of my meetings. 
he was struggling with pornography addiction for five years. And then he says he sat in just one sermon. One. <laughs> God is good. You might think you have a problem. And one sermon sorts it. One. Not two, not three, not four. One sermon. One like one. That is why you don't take for granted the moments you have in his presence. Because you never know which one will be that one. Somebody shout amen. amen. If I was to ask, every man in this room has a testimony of one someone that changed everything. Do I have a witness? That's how God is. Now, if one can do, what about two? What about three? What about four? What about five? Somebody shout amen. Shout amen. But the Bible says that's his faithfulness. That's his faithfulness. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 5 verses 8, give me the message Bible. The Bible says, God put his love on the word, on the line for us by offering his word, his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatsoever to him. There was a time you were not useful at all to God. That is the time he brought Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. So don't think that Jesus is in your room because you are... No. Jesus came when you are still of no use. And the next verse says, now that we are right with God. Somebody say we are right with God. He says, now that we are right with God by means of his sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice, he says there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. It is not there. There is no question anymore of is God mad at me? It can't happen. That is the power of the gospel. That is the power of the gospel. Somebody said hallelujah. Not you are going to America. God is going to... No. This is the power of the gospel. God is no longer against you. And the next verse says, If when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of his son, now that we are at our best, that means you were at your best. But I did, yeah, to God, you're still at your best. But, but Apostle, do you know what I, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I did last week? I don't want to know what you did last week. You're still at your best. Somebody shout hallelujah. The Bible says, just think. Now, this one is for every man to imagine. How our lives will expand and deepen by the means of his resurrection life. Verses 11 says, now that we have actually received this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say it in plodding prose. He says, we sing and shout a 
our praises to God through Jesus the Messiah. You don't just say, no, 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 no. You sing. I sing. Because I'm happy. I sing. Because I am free. He is I. He is on the spell. And I know. And I know. Shout hallelujah. That is why when you're praising God, don't just sing. Yes, No, 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 no. You don't know what you're singing. <laughs> you don't know what you're singing. Oh, I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. Hallelujah. That Jesus set me free. I'm singing glory, hallelujah. Hey, oh, I'm on you get to be. Singing glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember there was even a kind we used to sing and say. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus said, I'm so is wonderful I said salvation is wonderful God is faithful tell your neighbor God is faithful tell him God you are faithful you see sometimes I ask myself if we had only one chance where would we have been? Just look around you. And imagine if you just had one chance. And if you mess this up, you're gone. Eh? All of us would be gone. Hallelujah. But thank God for his faithfulness towards us. Somebody shout hallelujah. Back this side, there is a man telling you, I love you. I confirm you you are mine. I will use you. But God, I have a weakness. That one, I'm dealing with it. It has to go. But remember why I called you to glory and virtue. But God, I messed up last week. Okay, that's your last. We shall wash you, cleanse you, make this stuff go away. But remember, go back to the issue. I have to use you. I have to up. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God.
Do you know why I'm saying that? Never let anybody make you feel like you no longer deserve God's grace and mercy. That was their grace. It ended. You understand what I'm saying? That was their what? Their grace. It ended. It's not God's grace toward you. Because the end of God's grace is to present you blameless. Let me tell you. If you want to know how good the grace of God is, if you're still struggling with whatever you are struggling with, now imagine you didn't have grace. If already grace being available, you're still struggling with something. Imagine if that grace was not there. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? But thank God for grace. I say thank God for grace. I say thank God for grace. I say thank God for grace. And the beauty of looking at the end and you start to see for me personally it's the things that left me and I don't even know when they left do I have a witness you just look back and it's no longer an issue you just look back and it no longer has a grip on you <laughs> you just look back and God has made all things to work together for your good. You just look back and you start seeing him taking you in higher places, perfecting you, dealing with all your nonsense. And every year you're a better person. Yet you don't have guns on you. No. It's just love being poured on you. And then you start realizing that you're in love with him. You just can't stay away from him. You're in his presence every day. You understand? There are people here. They meet here. And they're like, you also come. You understand? Because you were too dangerous in your former life. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Some of you, they look at you and ask, but even you, you still go? How many of you have met someone in this meeting and you're like, eh, even that guy got born again? Yeah. Even you, the same way, people look at you and they're like, praise God. You can lean on the faithfulness of God toward you. I said you can lean on the faithfulness of God toward you. I want you to just raise your voice and speak in tongues. Thank him for his faithfulness toward you. Just speak in tongues. I want us to pray. Just pray. Just pray. Pray, pray, pray. Ratalabaya. Come on, speak in other tongues. Thank God for his faithfulness. Where would you have been without him? Where is your mind?
toward me your loving kindness toward me your tenderness I see day after day forever faithful toward me or it's providing for me quit is your mercy what is, is your grace?
Just take time and thank him for his faithfulness. <laughs> oh my God! The Bible says you'd have been like Sodom and Gomorrah except the Lord had preserved himself for remnant. Where would we have been without Jesus? Indeed, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ came to save sinners of whom I'm chief. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What has made me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Had on this I see nothing but the blood of Jesus for my cleansing this my clean nothing but the blood of Jesus oh
free man telling you of deliverance in Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness. You will confirm me to the end. You will confirm them to the end. That is powerful to know that our end is good. Our end is good. Our end is bright. I don't care whether you went through divorce or separation or pain or disease or rejection or there is a God who still intends. I don't care whether you've gone through witchcraft and judgments of men and persecutions of men. There is a God who still wants to present you. Perfect and blameless. And I want to speak to your spirit tonight and tell you you are at your best. Because you are not at your best because of what you do. You are at your best because of what Jesus Christ did. And if you believe that message, all witnesses will bow to the name of Jesus Christ. He has done breathing. He has done. The Bible says that's why we sing. He has done breathing. That's why we sing. He has done great things. Great I want you to give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. And allow me to speak in your life right now. And decree in the name of Jesus Christ that our God confirms you every day that you are his best say amen that you are fearfully and wonderfully man that no weakness will fail you God comes through and whatever was weak in you is going to become strength I decree and I declare that the faithfulness of God is a revelation to you from today he will not fail you Thessalonians 3 3 says but God will who is faithful will strengthen you and keep you from the evil one I declare and I declare that your days are bright to come
Your future is bright. It's a success. On the left, on the right, going in, going out, in the city, in the country, on the radios, on the televisions, in the newspapers, in the highways and the byways, wherever you will go, God puts greatness upon you. You cannot fail. You will not be hidden. When Adam and Eve sinned, they hid from God. But God said, you no longer can hide because I have sent a sacrifice, which is Jesus Christ. Come boldly to the throne of grace, knowing that you'll receive mercy and grace to help in time of need. You are a child of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows the plans that he has towards you. Plans to give you peace. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you that future, that hope and that expected end. These words are falling on fertile ground. They are being planted in the name of Jesus Christ. And I decree and I declare that you'll bring forth fruit that evidently the world will see that there is a God on your life. May doors open for you. May finances open for you. May peace come your way. May joy come your way. May restoration come your way. May understanding come your way. May victory come your way. May healing come your way. In the name of Jesus Christ, you will never be the same again. Now I want you to give the Lord a mighty hand of a praise. Mighty. 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 Ratala. I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in God. It is mine. It is mine. It is mine. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. If you're sick in your body, healing is yours. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, if you say, I want to be born again, I've never received him, tonight hearing you, I want to receive the free gift because he died for your sins it's the faithfulness of God that brings us here tonight to preach the gospel the way we're preaching it so I beseech you by God if you feel God is speaking to your heart you're going to repeat these words after me you're going to say Lord Jesus tonight I have heard the word my heart receives you today as my Lord and Savior who died for me. I'm born again. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest. Thank you.